Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Thank you, Gary, and thanks, as always, to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Find fantastic podcasts at tangentboundnetwork.com, and all your entertainment needs are at axtel.com. Today, I am beyond thrilled to welcome Cass Anvar and Dominique Tipper, two stars of the Amazon Prime original science fiction space opera, The Expanse. The Expanse developed a strong... Very strong, very loyal, very devout devout following during its three seasons on the Sci-Fi Channel. How strong was it? Well, after Sci-Fi canceled it, fans took up arms and persuaded Amazon Prime to pick it up. Now, Amazon Prime is where all the other seasons streamed after originally airing on Sci-Fi. And season over season, kind of like Netflix did for Breaking Bad, fans found The Expanse through Amazon Prime, so it makes it the perfect home for The Expanse to be a Prime original series. Cass Anvar plays the Martian pilot Alex Alex Kamal, and Dominique Tipper is badass belter Naomi Nagata, the engineer of the Rosinanti spaceship. In our interview at the Philadelphia Comic Con from April, both explained that filming of season four had been completed for a while with no real news on an exact premiere date for the first season on Amazon, except that it is expected later this year, season four. Now, you may be wondering... Why is he airing this show today? There's no news. Don't you want to do this closer to when the show comes out or when there's going to be or when there's going to be more news? Aha, that's the ticket because today there should be more news. Today is the Expanse's long-awaited panel at San Diego Comic-Con, and they also released some stills about 2 days ago on July 18th they released some stills uh, from the new season. So, the chatter is that there will be some big announcements coming out of that panel at SDCC. So I thought, we can't be there in person. Why not join in the fun and share this with you today? A few quick housekeeping bits. As always with these PHLCC interviews that I'm slowly dripping out, apologies for the background noise from the convention floor, although I think this is the first one that we've aired where we kind of figured it out. Max stood in between me and, and whoever I was talking to and held the microphone evenly between us because we realized our attachment had things on both sides. So hopefully this is more clear than the other ones. And... These interviews were done separately, and whenever I do that, sometimes I come back in the middle. There's nothing else to say. These these actors are amazing. They have other credits besides uh, besides The Expanse, which we will get into, and I just want to sh share both of them with you right away. So it's going to jump from Cass to Dominique, and then back here to me, where I will sign off. Here now, along with my Cass Amhar, welcome awesome to Talk Max for Two. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, brother. You enjoying yourself here? Happy, happy to be in the Philadelphia area. Oh my goodness. What do the fans mean to you? I mean, I just saw you tell somebody you watched him build the suit, I guess YouTube or whatever else. Yeah. What does the fans of this show, The Expanse, mean to you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I've got to be honest. I mean, I've done a lot of work in the past couple of decades. Um, I've been part of some great shows like Lost and uh, uh, The Strain and uh, a lot of different big franchises. There is not 
a fandom. I mean, I mean, I've even been like with the Assassin's Creed gaming franchise and that fandom, which is pretty intense. Yeah. I have not yet encountered uh, a group of people like the Expanse fans. They call themselves the Screaming Firehawks. And um, they really are these <laughs> maniacal screaming fans that they refuse to let the show die. Yeah. They scream so loud that Jeff Bezos and Amazon heard and, and picked us up. And um, uh, they are so devoted to the show, so knowledgeable, so intelligent, so creative. Uh, the, the gentleman you heard me talking about, uh, he actually built and designed this beautiful replica of some belter spacesuit armor yeah. uh, that took him weeks and weeks to do and he was so meticulous to detail and he wears it proudly and then the whole fandom watched him build this thing. I watched him build this thing and everyone's kind of commenting and supporting and praising him. they just like one big huge family of like tens of thousands of people. That's amazing. And, uh, and then when they talk about the show it's not just like raving and cheering and they are so knowledgeable about the the things that make it so important to us, the actors. It's the message that's behind the show, the the spirit that's behind the show, the themes that are behind the show, the morality and the, the emotional core and center of the show uh, that is so important to us. We find that the fans are picking up on that as well. And so that's just a wonderfully rewarding experience as, as, a, as an actor, as an artist, that everything that you believe in the fans are picking up on and are believing in as well with the uh, like the, the the conflict and the socio-political kind of like conflict the, the commentary on racism which we don't have racism in our show we have planetism yeah so it's kind of removed and distanced from our 2019 world but it's talking about the same thing there's about corruption political corruption about uh, government and power struggles and uh, uh, our responsibility to our people, what we tell the people, what we don't, what the governments tell us and don't tell us. It's like, all of that is so important to us and the fans are picking up on all of that. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, you talked about Amazon, they picked it up. Yeah. Before we get to, uh, if there's anything you could tell us, but before we get to it, we I found the show through Amazon Prime. Great. Are you finding that a lot of fans find it, found it through Amazon Prime and then yeah, kind of live I mean, with it? I mean, it started off on sci-fi, but sci-fi is uh, like, Sci like, don't get me wrong, Sci-Fi built an amazing show. Yes. Like, Sci-Fi and Alcon, uh, they put together three amazing seasons. Yeah. Uh, we can't forget that. The, the, the problem is that Sci-Fi is a traditional cable network, and this show, uh, so I think... Expensive. I, it's a very expensive show. They, they were losing money on it, no matter how good it was, <laughs> uh, because they counted on live views. Yeah. Um, and you just can't get live views for this kind of show right because it's a streaming show it's a it's a huge space opera you want to watch three or four episodes at a time exactly. yeah and you don't want to wait for a commercial no yeah. that's just the reality of there's certain... the pilot on Netflix actually uh, internationally we were on Netflix for three years yeah. yeah so outside of North America people found us on Netflix yeah and uh, inside of North America we were on Amazon after we aired on sci-fi and I think you know, we got maybe a quarter of our audience live on Sci-Fi, mm -hmm. and then the rest of our audience came from streaming on Amazon and Netflix. It's a smart decision, just how like with Breaking Bad, that went to Netflix and that saved that show. Absolutely. Amazon literally saved The Expanse, which literally. I'm so, so grateful for. Is there anything you could tell us? I know you might be done filming or might be in the middle of Oh no, of we're filming. all done with season four. Oh, it's, when is it coming? Do you know, well, can you say? It's well in the can and they're well into pre-production, so. 
Apparently, everyone is super excited about season four. We're hearing like all 10 episodes have been uh, rough cut and they're not grinding through the polishing and the special effects and the music and all that. Uh, and Amazon is apparently thrilled. Compare contrast, sci-fi to Amazon, how's the show different? Has it changed? Um, like, again, like I said before, sci-fi put together three amazing seasons. Like we were 100% in Rotten Tomatoes yeah. uh, in season three. And that's sci-fi that did that. So uh, nothing to complain about the show artistically from sci-fi. However, once you jump to Amazon, now we are not, we're gonna be able to be a little darker, a little more gritty, a little more sexy. We can, we're not restricted by the, um, the, the traditional cable kind of codes. Yeah. Uh, we're not restricted by time. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to come in at 47 minutes every, every episode. And there's no commercials. It's amazing. So you're gonna get, a little bit closer to what it's supposed to be in the novels. Yeah. You're going to get a little bit closer to that, and you're going to get a little bit more freedom. Well, in the novels, the character was always the redneck Martian. Yeah. I figured that out. I was wondering, is that an acting choice or a book choice? How did you put that together? A redneck Martian? It's, you're one um, of my favorite characters. He's, he's so well done. He is. I mean, I'd love to claim credit for the, the Texas drawl, but that's written into the show. That's written into the original novels. Yes. Um, and... Uh, I, w I would think Alex is one of the most um, identifiable characters on the show because uh, we have some incredible characters on our show. You know, with yeah. Amos and uh, Bobby and Miller and Holden yeah. and like they have an amazing sense of backstory. Like, but the backstory of those characters—it's almost like a superhero. Yeah. Uh, the, the tragedies and the damage and the trauma that all these guys have suffered. Alex is family man. Alex is like a traditional kind of like military man. He's been through 20 years of the Navy. He's got a wife and kid at home. Uh, he just kind of started off as basically a, a bus driver. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets thrown into the fire and he has to become his potential. He has to become the best bloody fighter pilot in the system yeah. that he always wanted to be but never knew he could be because he never really was supported. People kind of like talked down to him. So I think... The audience can probably relate the most to Alex yeah. because his backstory is not this like roller coaster of trauma and damage and emotion. So I kind of like to think of him as the the lens yeah. that people can actually watch the show because everything that happens in the Expanse freaks Alex out. Yeah, like like he he, he wants nothing to do with Pro Molecule. He doesn't want to hunt it down. He doesn't no. want to kill it. No. He, he doesn't want any. He just wants to be on the Rossi, flying his ship having fun, eating lasagna, and hanging out with his new family. That's, that's great. That's great. So uh, can you tease a release date for the new season? Can I what? To tease a release? All I can tell you is it's going to be in, in the, the latter part of the year. I don't know. I don't have a date. No, of course. So. Yeah, of course. That's, that's great. Last question I have for you. <coughs> a lot of these big franchises you mentioned you've been a part of have all or mostly been sci-fi. What, yeah. what does sci-fi mean to you? Did, did you choose it consciously or did you fall into it? Uh, I definitely did not choose it consciously, but I am so happy to have been involved in it. I'm a huge nerd. I'm a comic book collector. I'm a gamer. I'm a fantasy lover. I'm a science fiction lover. I grew up on all of this stuff. And uh, to be able to have been part of things like Star Wars Clone Wars or Assassin's Creed or The Strain or Lost or The Expanse, like it's like a nerd boy's dream come true, right? Yeah. Like, so I love it, but I mean, that being said, uh, I've also been part of epic kind of dramas like Argo or yeah. Room or uh, uh, some some of these these big kind of just heavy hitting drama movies, which I love to do as well. I kind of like having 
that range to play with. Kind of like, you know, like Hugh Jackman does the same thing. He goes from comic books yeah. to musical classics like uh, Les Mis. So that's kind of kind of what I like to explore. That's amazing. Cass Anvart, what a thrill. We can't wait for season four. I can't so wait till season Amazon four. Amazon picked it up. I can't wait. I can't well, wait. Well, are, are you relieved to be done with filming? Was it like intense and now? Uh, it was definitely intense. The, the, the hardest part about it is we shot it in the winter in Canada. Wow. So, Jeez. Uh, and, and this particular season, unlike any other season, the Rossi crew ends up out in the elements. So, uh, oh, boy. So uh, it was tough. But it's going to be amazing. That's awesome. Thank you so much, sir. Pleasure. What a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. Dominique Tipper, welcome to Talk for Two, and welcome to Philadelphia. Thank How are you, you enjoying yourself? I'm having a grand old time. Philly's great, and I'm happy to be here talking to you guys. That's wonderful. Well, we just talked to Cass. You said you guys just wrapped filming The Expanse season we four. Did. What was that like under the banner of Amazon? Oh, I mean, the fact that we even got saved is like a revelation and crazy, and we all just feel very grateful and excited that we got to continue telling the story. So that's awesome. Um, the, the story and the arcs and the new characters and everything that everyone goes through this year is so awesome. So fresh, even though we're still continuing on from what we've already done. Um, and I'm just really excited for everyone to see season four. Do you have a particular favorite scene? From in season four? In season four. Anything that sticks out like, oh my God. Yeah, there's a, there's a moment I've seen rough cuts of the first three episodes and there's, first of all, episode one is the best episode one I think I've ever seen wow. in season four. I mean, of any season, yeah. any expanse season. And um, there's a moment in season four that I really love that's a new experience for Naomi. Um, and it's our director, Breck Eisner, just shot it so beautifully. and. I'm excited for everyone to see. Now, you and I are on the same page. You as an actor, me as a fan. When he showed me the pilot, I turned around and I'm like, how the heck am I supposed to follow all of this? <laughs> what the heck? And then you're, you're, uh, uh, Frankie was telling me, even you say, just give it time. It'll all just make give sense. It a minute. Yeah. It's a really good show. Let it pay, pay attention but, and let it wash over you. Yeah. And then you're good. But how, as an actor, did you find your way in to such a meaty pilot with, with this dialogue and dialect and languages and just this world that you're thrown into I mean, without exposition. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what you dream for as an actor. And yeah. so I think it didn't take much for me to throw myself into it, you know. I wanted to do justice to the character from the books and make sure that if someone had read the books, they would like the Naomi on screen. That was always my hope. Um, so I just tried to do my best, really, and, and enjoy the process because it's been delightful. Your girl has been through a lot. A lot. Oh my goodness. A lot. <laughs> we, um, our panel yesterday showed a recap of seasons, just seasons one and two, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> so much has happened. Yeah. But I'm really quite excited for people that get to watch seasons one to three yeah. in a binge fashion on Amazon. Like, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, and it, it, in a show like this, this is what Cass was saying, you, you kind of need it like this, and I, I think it'll yeah. fit, as much as we all love sci-fi and what they did for it, they built an incredible yeah. show, I think it'll, the pieces will fit together a little bit more on Amazon where you can do that and you can tell yeah. a story without all of those interruptions. I think so. Yeah. No commercials. That push and pull Naomi feels between the crew and her belter history and her belter origins. What was it like for you as an actor to find that and make that relatable and 
just to play that over three and four seasons, that emotional struggle internally? I've always found it quite interesting, actually. I, I love that aspect of her journey, that she is constantly searching for her identity and where she fits, yeah. and where she's most welcome. And honestly, it, it's not too far removed from my own experience being mixed race, being half black and half white. and. You know, I haven't necessarily struggled with my identity myself, but I feel like society does. Mm -hmm. We're always projected on as mixed race people. And um, isn't the most offensive question, so what are you? <laughs> you know? You know? I mean, it's offensive. Yeah. But it's offensive to an extent. I mean, yeah. things are a little different in the UK. Um, it was pretty normal being mixed race. We, yeah. do, we don't identify as black there. Yeah. We, we identify as mixed race, so often people would ask what your mix is, and you'd be, for me, it's Caribbean and white, Dominican and white, so yeah. I don't find it that offensive. Depends the context. Yeah. And who's Absolutely. asked in and why they're asking, oh, mm -hmm. um, which makes a big difference. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm very proud of who I am and where I'm from of and course. my mix. So. As you should be. But yeah, that, that, to, that was a, a, quite a big, like, oh, Naomi goes through this as well in a very different way. Um, yeah. So it was nice to play it not being race-based, but still tell the story. Yeah, that and that's the message of, of, the, of the experience is we all got to get along. But at the same time, it feels like this is what it's going to be. All of these new sci-fi shows that explore these interplanetary issues feel like in 300 years, this is you're writing the yeah. future. You're writing a historical drama before it happens. Yeah, it always ends up being very allegorical, the mm -hmm. show. Um, which I think is credit to the books, to James S. A. Corey, to Ty and Daniel who wrote them, because um, they wrote them a while ago, you yeah. know, and uh, we've been able to make it into this wonderful show that still is so relevant for what's going on in the world today, and I think that's one of the best things about The Expanse. Before we let you go, there's the other credit here, Fantastic Beasts. you got to tell me, what was it like to jump into the Harry Potter world? And I mean, I've just never been on a set with that kind of scope, and... Like, it was incredible. I had really a lot of fun working with everyone else, all the other auras in that picture, especially Carmen Ojogo. She's an absolute delight. Yeah. And I kind of spent most of the time just kind of bearing witness to everyone else, you know, watching Eddie Redmayne work, and it, it was it was fun. That's it was fun. Truly different experience to anything else I've, I've really Film or TV? Is, if you could pick a home for your career, film or TV, or would you do you like hopping back and forth? I think it would be silly for me to, as an actor, as a working actor, I, th I think my... Right. This is a dangerous question. I know, I'm I like, know, it is. We all want to work, no, but I do, I have an affection for films. I'm yeah. like, I'm quite a fan of, of indie films and, yeah. you know, I direct a bit myself and I would say that's more what I'm drawn towards, what I tend to watch a lot more. But also we're in the golden era of TV and I'm so excited that I'm part of that. Yeah. Um, so there's especially, a lot of TV shows I, ask, I watch. There's a lot of films I watch. I don't know. I asked the question. Live streaming, streaming TV is actually yeah. transitioning into a film-like yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just. So it gives you yeah. so much more freedom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's quite delightful what's happening. I, I, I think I'm a film girl, but you know, uh, we, I love love me some TV too. What does it mean to you to come here and meet the fans that watch the show that saved this show and? Yet they're thanking uh, you for what yeah, this show is. It's weird, like in the best way, but <laughs> yeah. also such a privilege. I just, 
it's so bizarre what happened with the show to come and meet the people that really support it and and wanted to see it carry on and yeah it's um it's wonderful i like i love meeting the fans i like talking to them i like signing stuff for them it's great it's amazing well, Dominique, thank you so much. We know you got to get back. You got fans waiting yeah. for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank this you. was a pleasure. It's thank nice you so talking much. To you. This is wonderful. Can't wait to see what the news is. I'm recording this about a day before their SDCC panel, and I'm hoping that uh, everything goes great and that the show goes viral again, because the last time it was viral was the campaign. So now I'm hoping that. After the panel, social media social media will be a buzz with all of this news. I'm really, really excited, and I cannot wait for season four. We have been without this show for way, way, way too long. And I thank Max every day for forcing me to get through that first season, because I was like, what? how can you even follow this? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't understand. But it's such a wonderful show, wonderful storytelling, and Shorey Agdashlu is queen we know her publicist here at talk for two but she's overseas filming uh right now and i'm sure she's came right back uh flew right in and had like no time if she's doing the panel tomorrow i don't know i hope she's gonna be there but again i was told she was filming over in spain so i wish her well and if she's gonna be at san diego tomorrow i wish her well too uh and i would love to have her one day because i just love you know maybe if we don't get shore i want to get the person who does her costumes because anybody who watches the expanse the costume design is amazing so and she just wears these beautiful dresses and if i were her i would be accidentally taking them home every single week wait did i say that out loud <laughs> okay that is it for us today this week on talk for two next week i want my millennials to listen or i want my parents of millennials to listen because anthony field will be here. Who is Anthony Field? Anthony Field is, of course, the Blue Wiggle from, like, the Beatles of children's music, the Wiggles. He'll be here. He'll He's talking the new lineup of the Wiggles that have uh, been with him since 2012 when the original three guys that I grew up with retired. Anthony, the founder of the group, he stayed with it. We get candid about his health and a whole bunch of other stuff. That's next week. They are coming to America this summer for a tour. Kicks off this month, late, around this time actually. It's kicking off now. You should go to thewiggles.com, check it out. Uh, but that will tell you more about that next week. It was such a... Uh, you know, I rarely get nervous doing these interviews. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm over the whole, I don't mean to sound egotistical, I'm just over the whole celebrity starstruck thing. They're just people who have done cool things and I like to talk to them about that. But when it comes to these people like the Bob Barkers and the Anthony Fields, the people that really strike a nerve with, you know, growing up and strike the nostalgia, I get terrified. I don't want to say the wrong thing. So you'll hear me next week geeking out on that show but uh, that's it for us today like i said thanks again to our season sponsors axtel expressions and the tangent bound network we talked about them at the top of the show remember to follow us on twitter and facebook at talk for two subscribe in itunes stickter yada yada email me at talk for two cast at gmail.com and of course i beg of you please visit the mothership of our show Funny I should talk about motherships when we had a sci-fi episode today. Talkfor2.com. T-A-L-K-F-O-R-T-W-O.com. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. 
You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com.